Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the day. We got a couple of them. But we're going to start with your column this week, PK. BYU fans, oh, Mendenhall, a warm welcome. Do you agree? And you've done it again. You've split the audience. Congratulations. If you disagree, you're so poo-poo. Thank you, Tyler. Scott says absolutely. He was basically run out of town by delusional Cougar fans. Bronco was 99-43. and 39-9 and nine in conference with five 10-plus win seasons. And he had four more years of eight or nine wins in 11 years. Kalani's a good coach, but let's revisit this conversation in five years to compare. He's currently 44-28 and 28 after six years. Kalani is certainly a much better cheerleader on the sideline. It has nothing to do with Kalani Shiitake. This is yeah. Bronco came in, gave you a lot of years in the prime of his coaching career, and are you going to show some appreciation for all that time and effort and hard work? It's an absolute must. The way I picture this, and I haven't spoken with anybody down air. Where? Down air that he'll lead the team on to the field and then there'll be a few minutes, you know, they'll bring the captains out and all that stuff. And so there'll be, a, there'll be some dead time there before mm-hmm. the actual start of the game. We've all been there. And they put Broncos pitcher wherever he is on the sideline. You get a camera right there. You put him up put on the Put the video up on the big board. Yeah. And you, you, if you want to do more than that, that's fine too. But minimum, the way I view it, is you put Bronco, so it's him, he's isolated on, and they've got the big screens now, everybody's got them. You put him on there, uh, thank you, Bronco Mendenhall, whatever, and you have his face there, and then everybody in the stadium sees it. And they applaud. And they give him, at minimum, a warm round of applause. You can give him a rousing, you can give him a standing O, Anywhere in between. But minimum has got to be a warm round of applause. He is one of your own. He's not one of your own in the way Kalani is one of your own. He didn't play there. But they didn't offer him a scholarship twice. He would have gone there, I think. Maybe not. No, he has said he dreamed of playing it. Right. For you. Obviously, he grew up in the, up the road in Alpine, right? His, the, his what, dad, an American Fork. Yeah, his dad and brother yeah. both played. Right, and so he's a kid there, and he's experiencing, and they, they do the age, and it works out to where they've got their glory years. So, what Latter Day Saint kid, especially in Utah County, wouldn't dream of playing football at BYU if you're a football player? Of course, but they didn't want him, so he went to Snow. They didn't want him again, so he went to Oregon State. So. He's not one of your own in the way Kalani was because he wasn't afforded that opportunity. And yeah, he's not the warm, fuzzy, hug you kind of guy. But if you knew Bronco at any level, and I'm not saying we're best buds, but I felt like I knew him a little bit on a, on a personal level because I took a badge of honor when he would ride me about stuff. That meant he liked you, and he would come down that hall, or when we were downstairs and used to be on the field, he'd come over and he'd, he'd ride me about something. I remember the first time Kevin O'Connor gave me crap. I felt so great. 
<laughs> I felt like, oh, man, I yeah, Well, you got him because you got that tri-state area attitude yeah, going. Yeah. He wasn't going to come up and hug you like Kalani. Right, right. He's exactly. from the tri-state area. Right, right. But I remember, the, I remember specifically, it was in this building, and Kevin O'Connor gave me crap, and I felt so good. Like, oh, man, he's recognized me. He's legitimized me. And it's the same thing with Bronco. I loved covering Bronco when I worked it, for the Watchdog. It's so funny that you think like that. Like, like, the people don't know who you are with all the writing you've done and all the radio stuff you've done. Spence Eccles doesn't mean, of course he knows who you are. <laughs> Of course, Kevin O'Connor knows who you are. And of course, Bronco knows who you are. And it's not that you get everything right. That's not what I'm saying for the people who are groaning right now. They know you can't get everything right, going back to that Morgan Scally thing. But you get a lot of stuff right. And even the stuff you don't hit right on the nose, you're still ballpark on. And because you're not in the building at 530, as Morgan says, there's some stuff you're not going to know. For sure. But... They get like you're not shooting wild stuff out there, nowhere near the target. You're either near it or you're on it. I love covering Bronco. He was direct. He was honest, at least to me, concise. So, and I get that, and that's why I would think that you, if you were a fan, which is a weird analogy to make, but you would be giving him the rousing round. The, the thing with Bronco, and we actually have some people who who say things along these lines here in social. Uh, social media, uh, that people didn't bond with him emotionally. Robert, I got he, was, it. he was an odd dude, but he did great things at BYU. He should be welcome with open arms. I'll give you the open arms, and I'm with you on, they should put, his, put the video up there, people should see it, and there should be applause, and it should be noticeable, and you should hear it. Yes. Now, the, the standing ovation, I think, goes for the person who you had the big bond with, and you feel like you know, although you don't, because... 65,000 people can't have personal relationships with one person. No, I get it. But you connect at that level emotionally, even if it's in a weird kind of sports, not real life way. And Bronco didn't connect at that level, so I would not expect a standing ovation. But maybe some, from some individuals. Sure, because some can, individuals I can could give have connected you, with I can him. give you an example. Yeah. When we had the, uh, they had a little going away party for Randy Rigby. And then they honored him mm-hmm. at uh, half court before the game or f- in the first quarter, whatever it was. He was jazz president. He's the one who hired us. So I came to the thing and brought my wife. And it was a snowstorm that night and got here a little late and was downstairs. And then they honored him during the game and I stood up. Different for you because you got a different relationship than the other however many thousand fans were there that night. Right. And he got good, he got good applause. Right. But I don't think he didn't get a standing you. O. Right. It wasn't right. universal. I stood up because Randy Rigby meant something in my life. And when my, my, my wife had cancer, he went out of his way. And so he meant something to me. And if I saw him today, I would give him a hug. I, I enjoyed my relationship with Randy Rigby. But that was a different thing. So I think that's what you're saying about Bronco. Right. It is. But I think there should be some recognition among the fan base. Yes, he said no odd question. things. And yes, there was conflict with fans who, quite frankly, Bronco didn't create that. The fans did when they interrupt him when he's speaking uh, and stuff. Not entirely. You, you got these awkward moments. He when called them stupid once. That wasn't good. Okay. I'm, I, that, actually, someone, uh, this is hilarious in here. Uh, Josh. Matches the education Josh, level. Because or, your level of criticism yeah, of Bronco yeah. matches your level of education. Which is his way. Josh. He's, he Josh. In a stilted manner. Well, way to go, Josh. That was well played. What he was saying is the fan base was ignorant. Yes. And a lot of fan bases are ignorant. ignorant. Right. But as a coach, it's better to just let that go. 
<laughs> you, don't, you don't need to say that. Lavelle probably thought it when he was bravely doing call-in post-game radio shows. Oh, and no, people he did. Were questioning I the play it. calling after another win. <laughs> I talked to him. I did a story for the Watchdog on it. Talked to him about it. Uh, turns yeah. out the fans wanted to win by nine, not by two. And then uh, towards the end of his life, I think we were doing the Holodinata golf tournament down at Thanksgiving Point, uh-huh. and he was there. And we were having fun. Well, they paid me 75 bucks a show. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Classic. I mean, he could hardly walk at that point, but he still had his mental capacities to a good degree, and he was laughing with us. And we were, I'm almost positive it was holding out his golf tournament, and we were at uh, Thanksgiving Point. And uh, so, yeah. But, but he, he was one of a kind. You're never going to get that kind of guy again. Agreed. And it was Agreed. a naive think, time where he could solve the honor code issues because they weren't <laughs> captured on camera phones or Rancheritos uh, uh, videos and whatnot. And BYU football, yeah. for a big portion of the time he was there, wasn't as big a deal. It got bigger because he did so well and won so much. And then when something gets bigger, more people want to have a say in it. And Bronco wasn't, wasn't Lavelle. Nobody is Lavelle. They broke the mold. There's not going to be another Lavelle. But he took your program out of the depths of the darkest times in 50, 60 years. Consistently. Uh, Kalani had the one awful season. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. It was awful. They were were pathetic on every level. Uh, But they had three years of this stuff. And it was getting worse. And it was tr- and and and, the, and I was there, uh, d- Mr. Negative covering a losing program. I mean, <laughs> it was just it was unbelievable. Every time you show up, a team goes in the tank. Not ne- no, not necessarily. I mean, it covered well, not every time. Ute basketball was awesome. Not, I, it wasn't every year, but didn't every program you have have a down year while you were there? Well, my first year with the Utes, they went fourteen and fourteen, and that's they had. All sorts and that of was that was clearly and the that, low watermark for Majerus by set, a wide margin. And that set the tone yeah. between he and I. But so what? That's I enjoyed covering them. Uh, but Broncos spent a lot of time and a lot of energy, and they won a lot of games. And so he- there ought to be some recognition. The for that. heavy lifting that he did was just super, super impressive. And he goes six and six that first year with. A lot of the same kids. And then the next year, they start one and two and then don't lose. It's incredible. In fact, I think he did it uh, again the year after. Yeah, he did two years in a row. So, and and he went with a senior quarterback with John Beck in 06. And that 06 team was awesome. And John was phenomenal. I've stated that many times. And then he goes off to the NFL. They reload and he brings in Max Hall. And they, they start one and two. They lost to UC Los Angeles in a Rose Bowl and then a Tulsa in a shootout. And then they don't lose again. They do it again. Come not, on, man. Not everyone's on board, though. Nick says, no, we owe him nothing. He gave us a few good years, but ended up plateauing and being mind-numbing to have as a coach. I would welcome his whole team with booze if I was going, but I had to go out of state, so I'm watching from they afar. They don't drink. What are you bringing booze for? B-O-O-S. Not the Z-E. Oh. Well, you know me. Get down with PKK. You know me. Uh, Champ, 
Okay, here's one from a Ute fan. You ready? Yes. Tammy Porter-Wright. This is the one week this Utah fan would gladly put on a BYU shirt and cheer for the Cougars to destroy Virginia. (laughs) I realized after Bronco left, it wasn't BYU that I hated. It was Bronco. So arrogant and egotistical. And then she makes... (laughs) Then three throwing up emojis with a green and yellow face, you know, completely oh, nauseous. Tammy, was it Tammy? All of my hostility immediately gone once he jumped ship. Nothing but love for Sataki. He's a class act. So go Cougs, roll Virginia this week. Okay, a couple of things there that once would you feel the same way if they would have brought in some LDS guy who had zero connection to Utah and was warm and fuzzy for a decade? Excellent point. Is Kalani comes in with the polar opposite, you know, approach. I mean, he's just, he is warm and fuzzy. And you don't have a one-on-one relationship with him, but you feel like you do. And he was one of yours. Oh, yeah. And, and Kyle, your boss loves him. Yeah, as Kyle has repeatedly commented on his relationship with Kalani. Now, I have to say, you know, for those years that I covered BYU, which uh, was from, what, uh, it was several years. It was... 2000 to 27 or something like that, 2007. Um, I had had to negotiate a fine line there because I'm covering BYU. Right. But I have relationships with guys at Utah. Right. And you knew stuff. (laughs) So I had both sides talking to me, and both sides weren't exactly complimentary of the other side. Not even remotely. There was a lot of tension there. <laughs> so, And the games... I, I would hear there were, stuff. There were a lot of great games. I mean, there were multiple games that came down to the last play. Not everyone did, but multiple games did. But wasn't it more recruiting that drove that? Not exclusively, but, you know, primarily, no. I, 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 I don't even know it was primarily... I can tell you, and I have to be careful because I have to be sensitive, that there's people over here who didn't like all the religion talk over there and made it sound like we over here who consider ourselves members of that same faith, but yet we're looked down upon. Yeah. Uh, And... But I thought that was driven mostly by recruiting talk. Uh, or it just existed. It just existed. I think it existed. That there was a situation where, uh, who was it, a couple of players kicked down a door of an apartment. Yeah. And you know, all that double talk. Yeah, when it comes right down to it, come on, man. You're going to allow them to play, you know, those types yeah. of things. And and then go, oh, go, go there? Sure, you go on a mission and go there? Yeah. You get home in uh, March, uh, and by June you ain't going to church anymore and you're drinking. <laughs> and so... <laughs> that led to some tension. <laughs> All that stuff that was behind the scenes that I had never would never put in a newspaper story... And I had to negotiate that uh, and keep on friendly terms with both sides and all. So there was a ton of tension. So I can get where Tammy's coming from, from her perspective. I, 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 in fact, I, can, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can get 100% where she's coming from. 
lot of Cougar fans. We won't read through them all here, but Brooks speaks for a lot of them. I'm going to be clapping for Broncos Saturday. He put together some great seasons for BYU. And you got uh, a few absolutely's and a most definitely as well. So I don't know that he'll get the standing O. I wouldn't think he would. I understand but I do that. Think, but it it I has do to be think, warm or I'm going to be I, pissed. I do think that if they put him up on the board there, there'll be applause. It's got to be warm. And it's got to be what you it's, said. It's got to be noticeable. Not right. a smattering. Right. But that comes to the point also. <laughs> are, are BYU fans going to be there on time? How late will the game start? And well, yeah, sure they'll the, be on time. Where are they going to be? It starts at midnight. It's an 8 o'clock. It's an 8.15 game. It, it, uh, kickoff gets held till 8.30. New Brunswick time. It starts at midnight. If the teams are in the locker room right up until 8.30 and then come out, then the place will be full if they oh, put them up on the board. Oh, it'll be Where else are they going to be? Yeah. They're going to be Stuck there. Stuck in traffic late arriving. No, you, they're, they're, it's, the, the, the game it, will get held and they'll be there. It gets so long yeah. and so late that late arriving gets there. there. Right. All the kids' games, if there's any and all that stuff, should be long gone at that point. And no, I, there's you, it, it must be noticeable. And when we come back, I'll tell you he was right. He was freaking right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.